0: This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM.
1: I'd like to welcome to the program Professor Humphrey. How are you doing, sir? I am doing just great. May the force be with you, Ex- sir. Sir, you uh, you just gave me goosebumps, man. I know. I I appreciate it's the same that. Time. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like most people just don't understand this thing. You know, it's like they don't understand why you would dress up as a Wookiee and stand outside the theater. Right? Oh no, I
2: get it. I get it. Uh-huh. You should you should have seen the London celebration. I saw a nine foot tall pink Wookiee. <gasps> I, I was I was shaking.
1: Wow, that's that's absolutely incredible. People don't understand how. I mean. to... T- a film, uh William, a film has captured the imagination and the collective hearts of so many people, right?
2: And the generations. What what was just really shocking to me was when I saw people my age, some of them had their parents They, you know mm-hmm. they were in their seventies and eighties, and mm-hmm. then they had their children. Wow. And so you really saw this this film that Fox thought was gonna be a throwaway. Mhm that has passed on through the generation and now that Disney's bought it, it's mm-hmm. rebooted and it's across all the different media that they have and it's it's really grown into something much bigger.
1: And so let me ask you let me ask you this William. So I think what's interesting about this analysis is that and I go back to it because I, I often touch upon this idea of what makes a fan of anything you know, but specifically of a brand and maybe a film or whatever. And the answer has to do with identity. And so talk a little bit about how that aspect has triggered in your mind a kind of interest in deeply understanding, like, where does the power of the brand community come from and how does it get activated in the digital and real world?
2: You know, and so I worked with two co-authors on this project. Mm -hmm. And it it was Debbie Lavery, who's done a lot of work in identity Mm -hmm. theory. And Allison Shields, who actually focuses on nostalgia, and it really helps that neither of them know anything about Star Wars. <laughs> so I needed that balance for them to say, okay, come off of the nerd ledge. Uh-huh. We, we need to uh, go back to the theory here. Uh-huh. But really, it started with, if that first film hadn't have resonated, hadn't have you know, really focused on the hero's journey, mm-hmm. and pushed boundaries on... Um, what we could do with filmmaking. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have to thank the maker, George Lucas, yes. because, you know, he he really took a huge risk. We looked at quality, competence, and reputation. And if you think about that original Star Wars, mm-hmm. it had them all. Mm-hmm. And then they were able to renegotiate and, um, how they were going to finance the films and how they were going to handle all the profits, and they, they got the sequels out of them. So they, they had to start off with the good product. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But then really it comes down to, does that consumer, does that fan identify strongly with the property?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Now, I had the weird chance at my last university to spend 20 minutes with Bob Iger, who's the chairman of Disney. Right. And... You know, they chose me because I was the Star Wars nerd, and they knew that I would almost have a heart attack over it, and I did. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, you know, I told them, I said, we're writing this paper. We're we're going to be going over to London and interviewing these people who sat down and spent hundreds of hours creating 3D files in these robots.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
2: if you think about most companies, they want to protect their intellectual property. Mm-hmm. They don't want you using their trademarks or service marks, their... Um, their creations, and, and what he said was, it was hard for us at first
1: mm-hmm. to
2: get used to I see. co-creating mm-hmm. with the fans.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
2: they've had, you know, in a way, they've had to say, okay, you've got this much space you can have on it. Mm-hmm. And what's what's interesting is that these communities that have sprouted up within the Star Wars fandom, for the most part, rep, um, respect that. Mm-hmm. What was really interesting as I started to dive into this, and one of the key elements of brand community, and I would say brand fan community, is rituals and rules and norms.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: And so this group that I really took the dive into was the BB-8 fan club.
0: Gotcha. Now, mm-hmm.
2: BB-8 is the spiritual successor to R2-D2. <laughs> this,
1: I love that. I love that, William. The spiritual successor to R2-D2. Yes. Huge. Now, mm-hmm.
2: Remember back... 2014, we were all enjoying Thanksgiving and Disney put out the trailer for um, The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. There was a three-second shot of what looked like a soccer ball with a head beeping frantically and Mm -hmm. rolling.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: These guys put together a community, put it on a um, forum platform, Mm -hmm. started crafting the 3D files to be able to um, build this product, this end product, Mm. they joked, you know, kind of the cultural norms within a community Mm -hmm. that hashtag not building BBA, because many of these folks had been part of the R2D2 Builders Club. Gotcha. And of course, that was a lie. They did. (laughs) And what was very interesting is, is that you could see kind of the agile iteration Mm. of the product. You would say, okay, we've got a new set of STL files, which is what they use in 3D printing and they would talk about what improvements there would be. What was interesting was that what you saw on screen was actually done with a guy running with a pole Mm -hmm. in a green suit. That robot didn't roll. Mm. But the folks in the community actually reverse-engineered and figured out many different ways to make it roll and be remote-controlled. And then once they got to... the first Star Wars celebration, the one that was in the U.S., where mm-hmm. they had Kathy Kennedy and mm-hmm. all the folks from the, the um, um, from the, the cast, they had actually figured out how to do that.
1: Interesting. And the and the, the, the impetus for this, uh, William, was the fact that the community took a, took it upon itself to cr- to help cre- to help develop that creative impetus for the character.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's amazing. Here's the, here's the other thing that I thought was really fascinating. Um, When they started to do The Force Awakens, Mm -hmm. a couple of R2-D2 builders approached Kathy Kennedy at one of these conferences and says, well, when you start making the next one, give us a call. And guess what? She did. She did. And so now fandom is now part of Mm -hmm. the creation of this franchise. And, you know... The, the droid hasn't gotten a lot of notice in the new film. There's a new one that is going to be featured, mm-hmm. and there's now another Builders Club for that. Interesting. But it's really interesting how they self-organize, mm-hmm. they engineer these things, they share each other. There's lots of helping behaviors within the community. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you, this stuff is hard. Because, you know, <laughs> as part of the research process, I bought a 3D printer.
1: Okay. Oh, print-
2: Wow. A- One apparently that catches fire periodically.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Now, this is a dedicated scholar, ladies and germs. I mean, actually, you know, having to go out and buy a 3D printer and, like, risking harm to be able to actually put yourself, immerse yourself into that. Tell us a little bit about this.
2: So, it it was the hardest thing I have ever done. Hmm. Um, The head was in about seven different parts. Mm -hmm. And you had to figure, you had to get the plate perfectly um, perfectly level, or your 3D print wouldn't work. You had to put paper down. I had somebody spend two hours on the forum troubleshooting with Interesting. me. Interesting. Mm-hmm. From the community. They me. Mm-hmm. And, but they were willing to take that time as mm-hmm. part of the community norm.
1: Mm hmm. And so One they were they they were willing to step in and actually assist. This is um, unbelievable because it says we are the community. This is our identity. We are. I, I love what you what you mentioned, William, which is the idea that it, the co creation idea, which is to say that we are part of this creative process. And so we have taken identity ownership, if you will, mm-hmm. of the franchise of the characters of the of the brand. And it's mm-hmm. like it's deeply infused into who we are. And so you actually immersed yourself into this world, right? And you and you saw from the inside out what is it like to be a part of this right
2: well and you know what was interesting you know if you look at brand facebook pages or brand facebook groups Mm -hmm. um i always like to look that to see how um the interaction is happening what the the kind of tone is you didn't see the sarcasm and snark you might see on um other kind of organized pages Mm -hmm. you really saw a Mm -hmm. lot of um, helping behavior that your success is our collective success.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Now, the, one of the key norms was you cannot sell your unit. You cannot oh. make these for sale.
1: Okay, interesting.
2: That was, that was one of the concerns that Disney had because obviously they make money off of <laughs> um, the licensed product. That's right. But, you know, the community embraced that and enforced it. Interesting. Which was wonderful. These pieces, some of them took 12 to 15 hours to print. Hmm. And 10. if you ran out of the 3D um, uh-huh. thread, you were in deep trouble. Mm-hmm. You had to start over. mm mm-hmm. I am not the most handy of persons. Mm-hmm. I almost killed myself with the rotary sander <laughs> because
1: a three D print. Wow, on dude! Me. I, I mean, yeah, this is this is like risk the life and limb, man. <laughs> what happened?
2: It was Ithaca, New York. It was cold, and so I wasn't going to go out and circular sand out in the snow. So uh-huh. I was doing it in my loft, uh-huh. and yeah, it wasn't so good. And apparently, I was overenthusiastic enthusiastic, and I kind of. Um, killed BB-8 with, oh, wow. um, with my sanding, I got through, um, <laughs> through the head. Uh-huh. That's where I had to stop, because I'm tenure-track, and i got to focus on that research. <laughs> right. It was enough for me to understand right. what was involved mm-hmm. with these folks. The other thing that was really fascinating is how the rituals and norms came into play. Mm-hmm. They, had, um, they would do fundraisers where they would sell T-shirts or challenge coins or community pens and it was a lot like kickstarter they'd have to get to a certain level where they would actually produce them But when I was over in London talking to the BB-8 Builders Club, Mm -hmm. they were in the same kind of corralled area with the R2-D2 Builders Club. You know, I'm talking to these guys, and these units are gorgeous, and they're saying, yeah, this is my third one. The first one had this, and here's the improvements I did on my second one. You know, I'm really thinking of doing an Imperial one. Wow! So, you know, they really loved it, and you could see this dedication to – Uh, introducing, you know, the wider fandom into what to them was a passion. Mm -hmm. And if you think about, you know, I, I heard somebody say the other day, I saw a Star Wars film. I liked it. I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. So if we think about on a continuum, okay, that's probably towards the bottom end. And
0: then when
2: you think about the higher end, where they're really producing something tangible that Mm -hmm. that is a badge of what they're willing to do, the other amazing thing is they didn't just support the Star Wars community. They would take the droids out into hospitals and
1: children's
2: homes because it brings such joy.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And so they were literally t- they were infusing their own identity into the co-creation process, William, and facilitating and reinforcing the community and then taking it to another level of actually creating a social impact context to further reinforce the positive and elation and joy that comes from being a part of the community and sharing it with others. That is incredible, right?
2: Yeah, and I mean, that droid's not going to do any good just sitting on a shelf at home. They love to go out and show their work and make people happy. And that's, at the end of the day, what Star Wars does, is it makes people happy. It, it lets them stop thinking about mm. you know their current day-to-day. And I think it's just a really incredible expression of commitment and love for um, a franchise.
1: Interesting. We've got about a minute left, We, I want you to give me the critical, most surprising, interesting thing that you learned from the research.
2: A, how difficult this was. Mm -hmm. You know, you you see a 3D printer and you think, oh, you know, everything's automated now. Um, But (laughs) just the absolute passion and Mm. the willingness of these creators, these brand stewards, to support the franchise, protect the franchise, Mm -hmm. and help one another. Mm -hmm. You just don't see that very often.
1: You just don't see that. The the passionate kind of... Internalization of of the idea. I mean, brands uh, brands would die for this, right, mm-hmm. William? I mean, this is like this is the coup de gras. This is the nirvana of marketing. The ability to kind of create such passion and joy and willingness to share that you're actually able. To, to spread that love, if you will. And the products must be sitting there going like, wow, how do we just not screw this up? Right. We just need to get out of their way and let them create this and sort of ride that wave with them. Right.
2: I, absolutely. And so I think that you and I need to go to Galaxy's Edge and look at how this is explored in a real-world environment.
1: Yes, I think that's that's a done deal, sir. I really appreciate you, William Humphrey. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. It was great to have you on the program. It is
2: wonderful to meet the targeting Terminator.
1: <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Have a great evening. You do the same, sir. Thank you very much. Listeners, if you're interested in learning more about William, please head to the website business.fiu.edu. Check him out, go to his research page, check out all the cool stuff that he's doing. The Building the force, Enacting Fan Brand Community Through the Star Wars BB-8 Droid Builders Club is the name of the paper. I have read it. I'm going to introduce it in my class, talk about it when I teach identity to other students and very excited.
0: For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu Edu.